If you're wondering, uh, that song's not me. It's not me singing. That's not your voice. Just no. Who who is that like song, a... Matt? Let's let's let the people know. Oh, okay. So we had uh, when it started, we had a friend named Adam Kennedy who does a lot of synthy, fun, poppy stuff. Do the uh, theme song for us. Well, uh, I think it's a beautiful song. It's Alan be- Alan just looked at me from across the table and he's like, "Is that you?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "No." And then I pointed to the window, which is just a tree. <laughs> yeah. So. I feel like I needed to clarify that, you know, for, for Alan and also for the listeners. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? That's not me Glad singing. I did. I, I, I wish it was me singing, but I really can't sing. Actually, I was going to go to a, or I, sorry, I went to a cottage and I heard there was going to be karaoke. Oh, we and, did that uh, Friday night, buddy. Oh, that felt so. good because, I, you know, I suck so bad at karaoke and I'm like not even a good, I'm, I'm a terrible singer. And then when I try and make it funny and do like pick a joke song, yeah. I'm still bad at those. <laughs> So there's no there's no winning for me in karaoke. Uh, and just a heads up for people that are fans of uh, Rodrigo Fernandez stole his uh, "Whip Your Dick and Tits Out" will be a karaoke track you can get soon That's online amazing. if you want to sing it. Wow, sometimes you gotta whip your dick and tits out. Yeah, sometimes. Um, Matt, what what is this podcast we're doing right now? Uh, this is a, a basketball podcast done by fans with with a a sweet analytical touch to it. You're not going to get dummy answers on this one. You're going to get some funny, fun stuff, but solid NBA content. You hear that, Simmons? Yeah. You hear that, Lowe? Hear that, Rose? <laughs> Jacoby? We're coming for you. Um, okay, Matt, let's, uh, let, let's, let's keep this game going that we, were, yeah. we started last week. Um, oh. uh, I, pick a, I pick three Raptors, and, yeah. uh, and Matt's got to tell me something I don't know about them. He's got to give me an original fact, and uh, well, let's see how he does. Um, the first one, I'm going to give you a, an OG Raptor. Or okay, Not yeah. OG, but he, you know, he was there early days. And uh, true Raptors fans should know him. Um, why don't you tell me something I don't know about Tracy Murray? Tracy Murray. Okay, so his time with the Raptors was pretty brief. Keep picking guys that were pretty brief. I guess there was a lot of Raptors that are pretty That's brief. Right. That's right. Um, it's part of our history. So <laughs> one thing, did you know that when his playing career was Done, he went back to UCLA and got his uh, degree in history. It's beautiful. Did you also know that his cousin played for the Raptors? Love. No. Lamont Murray. Murray. Oh, okay. Thank you, Matt. You gave me something uh, I didn't know, and um, you can go to, straight to hell for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's a game I made up. Did you also know, you know his other cousin who was an NBA player? How many facts do you got, buddy? No, no. no. What's, uh, who's the other cousin? Alan Houston. Wow. Yeah. Lots who, of cousins in that family. Who He had a decent career, and in 2001 signed a uh, six-year contract for $100 million, making him virtually untradeable. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, little Alan little, Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. yeah, well done. And he's now the assistant GM of the Knicks. So they, they still love him. Okay. Right. Cool. Well, of seven degrees of Murray separation. Yes, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, six degrees of Kevin Murray Bacon. Bacon. Um, okay, let's get this baby rolling. We got a lot of raps things to talk about. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, let's bring in our out-of-towner first. He's uh, hailing from Chicago right now. He is a Canadian. He's a very, very funny dude. Um, lo- uh, Rob loves arguing. Check him out on all your platforms. We will obviously post it uh, when we post the po- uh, the episode. But uh, if you're at home, why don't you give it up for Rob Mayu? Wow. <laughs> Thought he might miss Murdoch Mysteries in the States, you know? I would wait for the whole song, right? <laughs> yeah, you have to wait for the whole song. It's three minutes long. This guy king. What's so, up, guys? What's up, Tracy buddy? Murray. How you doing? Good. Did Tracy Murray not play for the Raptors on two separate occasions, too, by the way? I think... I thought he did. And I thought I'm that... I'm pretty sure Tracy Murray got traded back to the Raptors at some point. See, Matt, when, when I oh give you players, God. like, you got to dig deep, okay? Because <laughs> everything. it's Rob's first time on the podcast, and he's <laughs> coming in hard. I didn't see coming back. I didn't see that. <laughs> well, you know. I'm going to say that's contested. <laughs> okay, you know well, what? We'll... By the way... Sorry, go ahead. Can I say that... Houston is not Tracy Murray's cousin. Tracy Murray is Alan Houston's cousin. You should say that correctly. <laughs> See, Matt, like this game, it's not just yeah. for fun. You know what I mean? Should be the other way around. Like, like yeah. we're we're having a laugh, um, <laughs> but uh, at the same time, at the same time, we're not. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we're gonna we're gonna hurt you. No, no, yeah, grill we're, the producer. No problem. Yeah, we're gonna grill Turn the all producer. your mics off. <laughs> yeah, we love all the hard work you put into this podcast, and we're gonna come at you personally. <laughs> Um, although that wasn't personal at all. Um, let's keep it going with the guests. Uh, been on the podcast many times. Best basketball player I know in real life. Uh, that's important. That's really important to me. So um, why don't you give it up for Alan Shane Lewis? I love it. I love it. Is that my theme or is that just that's a regular That's yours. Every really time. Yeah, really? Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah. That's Sing. your song, man. Yeah. You got to own it. I'm gonna own. I'm gonna own that for sure. Yeah, Alan, I'm gonna take it. From Alan you guys. Houston is your cousin. <laughs> yes, because Alan. <laughs> yes, yes, right. That's all yeah. cousins. Alan Partridge, Alan Houston—they're all your cousins, yeah, right? Pretty much. Um, Alan Iverson. We Al- don't talk about Alan Cumming. I'm going the actor route. Um, Alan Arkin, you know. Uh, okay. Alda too. Don't 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 put down Alda. Yeah, yeah. Alda, he's he's good. He's tall. Yeah. Mash, right? Yeah. That's his thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's his thing. <laughs> that's his bag. We're gonna mash it up. Um, that's, well, okay. that's his dance move actually at the family reunion. He just mashes it up. That's good. It's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty he, good. he's like he's, he's probably, seventy, but he moves like he's sixty, and he's really tall, so it'd be like a nice long yeah. potato mash. Smooth, um, S- smooth hands, that man. Let's let's keep it going for the uh, the least intimidating uh, big guy I know. Um, people often mistake him for a bouncer. He's got the Arvidas Savonis bounce pass when you play basketball with him. Was on the podcast last week. Give it up at home for Ian Gordon. <laughs> I don't think he likes this song anymore. No, I'm okay with it. I chose that. I always choose these songs before I know anybody. Yeah, like, sure this is you like. Do. Is that like German or <laughs> yeah. Polish? Music? Yeah, it's called Meanwhile in Bavaria. I don't have any of Meanwhile. that in my, in my blood at all. But, well, yeah. uh, you know, I do like drinking beer and eating sausages. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I can be down with it. Yeah. I probably would look good in a kilt as well or a skirt. Do they wear lederhosen? Lederhosen. Yeah, sure. sure. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Put lederhosen on me. Give me a sausage. Let's talk. Huh? That song is perfect for you, Ian. I think Sorry, so. No, that I, that's perfect. fine. It that's works, fine. right? Um, well, uh, as always, I've probably overloaded this uh, podcast with, with questions and stuff to do, so stuff to talk about. Um, so why don't you hit me with a rap sting, Matt?
shebang. Um, sorry, I thought that'd be cool. <laughs> I thought it'd be cool. Your cash raise, <laughs> okay, shebang. Shebang. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm a pretty big loser. I think. Um, okay, Rob, uh, let's start with you because uh, you're the uh, the out of towner. Uh, you're in Chicago, and um, you know I think you should get the first take uh, at, at a question. So, um, okay. hopefully, this isn't too too loaded with my own personal opinion. But if it is, why don't you just correct me? Um, okay, so uh, the mystery of the MLSC purse is uh, is ongoing. Um, there's, I think, 15 or 16 teams that are going to be in the luxury tax, uh, due in large part to the uh, you know uh, the the massive bargaining agreement, uh, and um, and you know players getting paid like Biombo, and there's a lot of money that has already been spent, and a lot of teams locked in the cores. The Raptors are one of those teams. So, uh, translating this to Fred Van Vliet, uh, the question still remains, you know, are the Raptors the type of team that are looking to get rid of money, or are they embracing being one of the teams that are paying over their luxury tax? It seems like they're embracing that, because uh, some uh, news came out about Fred Van Vliet, and uh, it insinuated that they're willing to pay whatever it takes. He's our highest priority. He's our highest priority. You're right. Yeah. So you, you read the yeah. same thing as me. So I guess what I'm asking is, do you want MLSC to, to be a big spending team? Do you think it's important for them to show that they're willing to spend for free agents uh, and agents alike around the league? And also, uh, how important is it to retain Fred and at what cost? So it's kind of a all over the place question there. But uh, sure. why don't you give me your thoughts in general about MLSC's piggy bank and, uh, and Fred? Well, I mean, I think we're all, I think we all know that like MLSC has the money to go into, it's the fifth, we're the fifth largest market in the entire NBA. I mean, the money's yeah. definitely there. So like go into it. It's, is Fred Van V, you know, you got to look at whatever you sign him to. You're essentially signing him to what? Is it, is it dollar per dollar when you're in the luxury tax? What is the cost of that? Um, yeah, it's dollar, it's uh, dollar for dollar. And then when you're a repeater like uh, Cleveland or, um, Golden State, I think it's two dollars for every dollar, so it's meant to be punitive. Yes. So honestly, I mean, it, yeah, for one season, we'd only probably be in it for one season. I can't imagine going into it for two. And like, I still feel like one of our guards are going to get traded at some point. And if his Nick Nurse is is going to be the head coach of the team, I think Van Vliet is going to be super important to him. So I mean, I can't see letting him walk at this point. Letting firing Casey and letting Nick Nurse, or uh, excuse me. Van Vliet walk return. It's I, I look at it the same way I look at what the Blue Jays did this year, which was the Blue Jays spent as much as they needed to to make sure that people stayed in the park. Because at the end of the day, what can you do getting free agents if nobody's in your arena? So they'll do what they have to do to make sure that the fan base doesn't take a dip. But you're not going to keep being in the luxury tax. But for this year, I could see Van Vliet's contract almost entirely being in the luxury tax and staying there. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I think I'm 100% with you. What's, what's a... Um... What's the price? Is it, is it seven million a year? You know, what's the going rate for a Van Vliet? I mean, it's, not, it's hard to price out. But, a year but, at this yeah. point, it was this bargaining agreement. I mean, you know, I, he's he's in the, what the the final four for the sixth man of the year. I mean, you're looking at like you could potentially he's definitely in the uh, how many figures the seven figures for sure. I'd yeah, say. he's going to look at at least ten million a year, which I mean we have to look at as twenty. But who cares? I mean, what it, that's the thing is like there's a salary cap because these teams would spend more if they could. So I don't think they really care, honestly. It's just that you don't want to affect the salary cap that badly later on, you know, like you want to 
I mean, they can't afford to be staying there all the time, but for, you know, an extra $10 million to keep a player around, I think that's, I think they do that right now. Yeah, me too. And especially if you look at a, you know, Norman Powell's contract and just Masai's habit of not letting assets go. I think he'd rather price out an asset himself and then deal with the outcome later. Um, especially since, yeah, you know, sure. he knows what Fred can bring. Fred you know, arguably was our third or fourth or maybe fifth most important player um, last year uh, to the point where in the playoffs against Washington, we were all, you know, the, the, a lot of storylines were around how good can we be without Fred, which is insane yeah. for an undrafted guy, well, but it's a reality. I think to the point between him and DeLon Wright, I mean, if we were going to move somebody, I mean, I'm not comfortable moving Kyle Lowry just because I think that they're a good enough tandem to kind of take over at this point. Like, that's how much faith I have in those two. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's that's kind of been a reoccurring theme as well, is is uh, the young guys kind of replacing this core, and I think that's a big part of Masai's uh, three-year window, um, and, you know, training these guys. So, yeah, exactly, like, uh, I, I'm not trying to take your point further, but at the same time, I am. <laughs> um, it's kind of sure, like, sure. if you're raising these young guys to replace... Lowry and DeRozan and kind of like become a new core, you have to retain the young guys mm-hmm. when they show that they're good and worth money, right? Sure. Um, okay, let's go to you, Alan. Uh, me and Rob kind of covered a lot, but do you, do you have any feelings uh, in regards to Fred and MLSC in general? Um, yeah, I think they need to get off them, Doug. I, don't, I think if you want to look at a model of like failure of just retaining players and just keeping that core together, you want to look at like the thunder, Oklahoma city thunder and what they did and the losing of like a Baca and Harden and all mm-hmm. these things over time. And then you're ended up with just one player. So I think, uh, I think Masai Ujari recognizes that. I think he sees that. And I think he'll make the right decision to like, make sure to keep this type of core, right. especially the young core. They're all like what? 22 years old. 21. They're really young. Yeah. yeah. So Fred's 23. Yeah. 20, keep them together. Keep it going. And I think, you know, I don't think yeah. he's gone anywhere. I, don't, I have no, no fear of that at all. DeLon is the sneaky one because he's 26. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What, what's a fair price for Fred? Yeah, I think, once again, you have to look at what Norman Powell has gotten. And, yeah. and just to always harp into what the, that Jalen Rose uh, quote, you know, in life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you have the leverage to negotiate. And I think right. uh, there is a high look at what uh, what Fred is and uh, his, his yeah. prospects, especially around the league. I think he, uh, he's like a very X's and O's type of point guard, and he's got no fear in him. Yeah, so great three-point shooter. Yeah, exactly. And I think you just got to give it to him. I think you got to give it to him like anywhere between like 10, 16. We gave Damari Carroll 16 back in like two years, so I think we can give. Yeah. My, um, my only thought there is I, I had the price a little bit lower than I think you and, and Rob do, just because I think that the point guard position is so stacked, mm. and there's so many good guards around the league. But, but that yeah. can fit into the system, though? Yeah, that can fit into the system, and because he you plays know, off ball, and he can he yeah, can run, he really he can, can. Yeah, he can play one two with another point guard, and he knows how to play it. A lot, and, not a lot of point guards can do that. A lot of and, them need the ball in their hands. And on D, he he proved that he's really good at timing out that double team. Mm-hmm. When someone picks up the ball, he's right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's that Wichita State, that no fear kind of defense, like Clean Anthony and like Nick Wiggins and all those different guys. Mm-hmm. Like they did a, a good. Uh, run. I, think, I don't know what year that was. It's like 33 wins in a row or something. Yeah, crazy, they, right? they, were, they just had no fear. They're going into every single game thinking that, no, we can beat it. And you can kind of see that kind of like mentality like ingrained in this guy's play, you know, in, um, <coughs> in, uh, in Van Fleet's play. So I think, yeah, we got to keep him on. Cool. Um, Ian, and any new thoughts? And let me oh, like, man, I agree. Wait, Sorry. Wait, Sorry. No, yeah, I'm just going to like, since you're the third person answering this question, I'm going <laughs> to give you a little extra question. Okay. How long until people can can truly easily pronounce Fred's last name? 
Oh, I mean, you should be able to pronounce it right away. It's Vliet. Because right? you're German, Vliet. that's why you can say it, yeah. according to your music. But I mean, it's like... It's, are, are you sitting no... here telling us, though, that you don't want to say Van Fleet? No. You don't, not even a bit. There's a V there. Is it Van Vliet? <laughs> it's Van Vliet. It's not an F, man. Fred I've, I've Van seen... Vliet. Oh, I like, I like Vliet. I like Vliet. It reminds sure. me of... Van Vliet uh, sounds way better. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like Fleet? I like, I like the V. It's, got, it's sexy. I like the double V. The double yeah. V is nice brand. Yeah, it's sexy. Mm. It's yeah. nice. Okay. Um, so Fred's sexy. Like his, his last name sexy as I mean, shit. It's like a Brampton man still. Yeah. He's sexy. <laughs> For real though. Yeah, no, I think, I, I don't know. I've, I think I'm, you guys covered it. But like, if somebody, if I saw on, on Instagram, Fred Van Vliet uh, signed four years, 48 million, I wouldn't be shocked at that number. You know what I mean? That's four yeah. years, 52 million. Yeah. I'm not shocked at that number. That's not outrageous. Mm-hmm. And in the fourth year of that deal... Mm-hmm. That's going to look like a very good contract. And he's going to be like 27, 28? Yeah, no. So, so, I mean, anything like that, if you have to give him 10 to, to 12 to 13 to four, whatever, I would say give it to him. He's reliable. He's proven himself this year, proven himself in college. He's a professional. He's a team player. Why would you let that guy walk and then get get somebody who is an unknown? There's no, no. need. There's no need for it. In, mm-hmm. in terms of money, would you be open to the idea of – let's say signing and trading Fred because you know that you've already signed Norman Powell to 10 a year. You'd have to get something really good in return. You'd have to get a player who can play 35 minutes a game for you, like a star almost or level below star to get, to let him walk. Cause there's a lot of potential there. He's got a big ceiling, I think in terms yeah. of being able to run your offense for you efficiently. Mm-hmm. Not that many players can run offenses. A lot of players can be like play a Jimmy, like a Jameer Nelson or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I see. I see a little bit of Jameer in him. I think yeah. that's kind of it's fair. bulldog. He's got a bulldog in him. Yeah, yeah. Jameer was. Is he a two-time All-Star? One-time All-Star? He so. might be a two-time. He was really good when he played for. Was he St. Joe's too? Like he was. He scored like thirty points a game for them or some crazy. And he's like what five foot negative one. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that he's he's the only just, shrinking man ever played. <laughs> <game> <laughs> you watch you watch him play, and you're like, this guy can play in the NBA for a long time. Mm-hmm. So any guys I see who I think like like that about right away, you want to try to retain them. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. You cool. do. I think it's pretty fair, pretty fair, even, uh, even-handed answering of that question. Thank mm-hmm. you, guys. Do you, yeah. do you know what uh, I just remembered just yesterday? Just Darren Williams and just how sad that story oh, was. Wow, yeah. Just yeah. thinking about point guards who just see were like there was a Chris Paul Darren Williams debate, and all of a sudden now there's just like <laughs> where's Darren Williams? Yeah. Do you do you know who's on the wrong side of that? Who? You're looking, you? You're looking at him. I was the wrong side of Greg Oden, Kevin Durant, so it's okay. Oh, wow. I was like, G. Odin, hey. going to do it. He go like, yeah. left hand, right hand, he's got it. And then his knees just gave up on him because yeah. he looks 80. It's too bad. Remember when... He's sadder than Jay Williams. Oh, yeah. motorcycle. That's motorcycle why, I, and, yeah, to this day... He would have been a star, yeah. I think. He was yeah. He was a my really friend, good player. My friend Andrew beat him in the one-on-one pickup game later. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Look up Andrew Schultz, Brian Idiots, Jay Williams. Was I mean, it, he spotted him six points in a... In a first to seven, but he still won. Was yeah. it like the week after the crash? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> but I mean, that's on him for spotting him. him six points. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyone can hit a lucky yeah. shot. And yeah. if you think you're good enough to stop a lucky shot and you're Jay Williams, joke's Go on you. <laughs> he's yeah. rounded out yeah. his career, though. He's done some TV stuff, which is nice. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he, he's a good analyst. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, cheers to Jay Williams. Yeah, I man, think. definitely. I'll drink um, to that. Ian, let's uh, let's let's go back around the table. Let's start with you on this sure. one. Um, this is kind of just open to how you feel about the draft, I guess. But um, actually, you know, you know, we'll we'll, we'll leave the general uh, draft uh, stuff for later. But um, as it pertains to the Raps, 
there's been rumors that the Raptors are trying to get in on the draft. Um, mm-hmm. The rumors I read kind of indicated that they're trying to get in, into one of those those top five spots, mm. um, which just implicates so many different things. So when you hear something like that, how do you feel? What are your thoughts? It's exciting. I, I mean, the team is 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 nice now, but a shakeup is good, especially if you can it, it, this this draft and a good draft is an opportunity to make your team better. And Masai is a good GM. If we had some crazy GM who drinks like whiskey and he's ninety years old, I'd be terrified. Jim Dolan, you know, but yeah, but like Masai, Masai's got his finger on the pulse. He's proven himself to make good deals. There are a lot of opportunities in this draft to get in, and we have a lot of resources, right? And we've got a lot of proven NBA resources. We've mm-hmm. got we've got guys who you could offer up who there's tape on from their year. You can be like, these guys are good. They fit into a system. They'll play well for you. I don't know what what pick yeah. we can get though. Like, in, if you're getting top five, that means DeRozan's gone because there's no other asset really. You're not going to go like three or four. I think that to get a top five pick, you got to trade your star. That's what it's going to demand. But like, right. if you can get top fifteen or something or top twelve, it's a pretty deep draft. It's not deep thirty deep, but it's like the top fifteen guys could potentially be what, good players. It seems right. from what I've been looking at. So I think they get in there for sure. Yeah, like what, what what stops me with DeRozan in particular is that I think he's a you know pretty solid player. He was his second team All NBA. Oh yeah, I don't this I don't... year, but no, but I mean like I just don't know how you sell a team with a top five pick on a known quantity. Like I don't think anything is better than um, for for a rebuilding team like mm-hmm. six to seven years of a rookie contract. Well, that's the thing of someone who they probably think is going to be better than DeRozan. Yeah. Like that is like well, they're doing us a favor if they take on a contract not, like not, that. I think it, it depends on the team. Memphis. Memphis is trying to trade up. They're yeah, trying to get rid of that Chandler sure. Parsons contract. Memphis is a target. Yeah, that depends on the four pick, and then well, also I Sacramento. My, I got my eye on Dallas. To be yeah, honest. yeah well, they're probably going to move out. Those, those are Dallas, three teams that'll do something. Dallas is the fifth pick, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I just, the thing mm. with Dallas is Dennis Smith, though, is that one of their building right. blocks to me is too young, whereas with Memphis, like, the building blocks are still Connolly and Gasol. Yeah. So what does adding a young kid do to that? You know, and they yeah. don't have a pick for next year. Blow so, like, up. they're not in a rebuild because they don't have picks. Yeah. So either they trade off Gasol and stuff, but we could take right. Parsons' contract off of them and get that number four pick. I mean, it's a long shot, and that rarely it happens. Is. But, I just, like, if, you you're, know. if you're Memphis, though, what do you think you have – with Conley, DeRozan, and Gasol, like 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 salary wise, you're like basically in the luxury with those three contracts yeah. alone. Well, they have to move. Gasol. And yeah, so is that it? Is it basically you're bringing on DeRozan as a new part? Because I don't think DeRozan's helping you on a playoff push. No, I, I don't no. even know if adding DeRozan I think to that. Like I like Conley, DeRozan, and Gasol, but I mean we're talking the West here. Yeah, and you need like, threes, man. And you need threes. Yeah. Um, I think that that's why the the top five scenario is more unlikely. But I could see top fifteen. They're, they're, I've heard about this Alexander guy who played for Kentucky. Yeah, he looks like a good player. Well, yeah, Apparently he was the guy got, in the rumor. He was the guy in the right? rumor that so, we were interested uh, in. You know, something like that is more more <laughs> realistic. Than, I think you can get him with one of those Clippers picks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I could see Masai getting down into that kind of territory, but like top five in this draft is like those are those are Sterling picks. Like you have to give away something. You have to completely change your team. You have to shake up your team, and that's yeah. what we just said. That they're like, you know, Nick Nurse and Van Vliet, that's probably not going to shake things up too much. That's why I don't think a huge shakeup, but I could see Masai getting in the draft. But like, who who do you want to give up other than like a Baca? 
I mean, Ibaka, Powell, guys like that, you yeah. could whip around. Well, for actually, a, yeah. what, team, you know, what teams are really going to Not many, but again, Masai has got that factor where he, like, he tricks people or Wait. something. He puts things in people's drinks. Matt, Matt, is that some fresh news you got for us? Yeah, I just read a report that they're shopping Powell. Right. Oh. Yeah, they're okay. trying. They're that, trying. That would make sense yeah, because because I mean, Norman Powell he's a redundancy. and and JV have kind of been mm. openly like I don't want to say dead salary, but clearly the franchise thinks that they don't need them to win. Yeah. Um. So Alan, I'm gonna kind of rephrase this draft stuff as it pertains to the Raptors for you. Um. We always think about uh trades, or I always hear it phrased as we need to get rid of this player. Mm. When really, I think GMs are more so thinking I want this player. Yeah, so right. who is the player or the pick that the Raptors want um, and will then work from there? Because I think if let's if Masai is calling people dangling DeRozan, you know, those GMs are, are thinking about how they'll have to explain $27 million a year for three more years to their team um, as as being better than someone who, you know, you know, all these guys, they, they think that these draft picks are going to be superstars. And we all know that DeRozan won't be, but he's paid like one. Yeah. So I guess, how do you sell your brass on someone who won't be a superstar, who's paid like a superstar, benefiting your franchise? Like, that, that that's where I stop. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. Um, I'm not, see, I'm not in the camp of getting to this draft right now. I don't see the urgency in it. I don't either, I don't see the yeah. point of getting younger when I don't think that's what we need. I think we need kind of a player, either a wing or big that can just like you know uh, dominate offensively as well as defensively. Um, that's why like I want like because I know Tobias Harris is being floated around mm-hmm. and he's just like out there. So mm-hmm. I feel like Raptors should look into some some way getting that. And if we get maybe the twelfth or thirteenth pick within that, I don't know if we run in like a I don't know, I don't want to say JV, but like I really want to get rid of Ibaka because I feel like. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Siakam is pretty much a younger Abaka, and See, he's more willing to play defense. I agree with you, but if you start something like, "Hey, I want to get rid of Abaka," all the other teams are like, "Cool, I would too." <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, he's like what twenty something million. Yeah, like Abaka, Lowry, and DeRozan. Every franchise is going to be look at that as us, or as them doing us a favor. Yeah. Well, so, no, I, I disagree a little bit on that. I okay. hate how much we've. We've turned on these two guards. I, I think Lowry and DeRozan still have far more value than we yeah. give them around the league. I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, he was a second-team all-star. Mm-hmm. If a Memphis or a Sacramento, who, who both have told their franchises or their fan bases, we're going to make the playoffs. Vladi guaranteed the playoffs this year. So you're going <laughs> to have yeah. to do nice something one. stupid. You know, and it's like, so like, I, I, I think they, they look, I mean, we were still the first team in the Eastern Conference. So right. like... I think of the team that wants to get to uh, to a playoff run and is like kind of desperate for it. I don't think that the value is as low. JV's value is probably as high as it's been in a couple of years, but I don't think that yeah. we even need to trade him. I agree Lowry, with that. From what but... I've read, is getting tra- is is the one who's getting shopped a lot. Yeah, thirty million. Yeah, so you know, yeah, Lowry's yeah. thirty million. So he's he's automatically takes up more than a quarter of your cap. Yeah. So if you sign Lowry. That or if you get Lowry in a trade, well, he's the sixth highest paid player in the NBA, and we we all know he'll never ever perform like the sixth highest paid player uh, in the NBA in the playoffs. Well, that's unfair but, uh, to what to Lowry. I think well, I don't I don't think he's not especially in that system. I don't think he's supposed to um, generate that many points or whatever. I think it's 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 all complementary and supplementary. I think it's always like a, kind of a I don't know. I think he's very integral to what we stand as an offense. I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
the 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 gravity that he pulls on the court, I think it helps right. open up for DeRozan because he can just you can just throw him the ball with three seconds left and he can throw a shot in. See, that's that's where I stand. I'm, I'm going to hop over to you in, in a sec, Rob. But that's like well, I think that these Raptors, for the most part, represent more value to the Raptors. Yeah, than I, then, uh, I mean that's generally true with with um with prospects and and that sort of thing, but um. It seems to me like they they they're the most value they're gonna have is on the Raptors. Like, I, do I think DeRozan and Lowry can help a team? Certainly. Yeah. But their contracts are straight up prohibitive. <laughs> like, they're not they're not cap friendly contracts at all. Mm. But um, Rob, I feel like you got a kind of a different feel on this whole thing. So so how are you feeling well, about the Raptors getting into the draft? Like, are, are you do you think they should go for broke in terms of? trying to get one of those top five picks, or are you like, there's a bunch of different ways to get into the draft? Um, there's a bunch of different ways to get into the draft. And, I, and look, I am for trading one of the two guards. So, you know, that results in us getting into the draft. I, I, when I saw the, the rumor for that, the, the kid from Hamilton, the Alexander or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I always take any rumor with the Raptors that involves a Canadian player, I always take with a grain of salt because it feels like they, just, they attach us naturally to every Canadian player that comes into the draft. Right. But when I, when I looked at his numbers, his three-point shooting is, is pretty fantastic. Uh, and, you know, that looks like – I think with everything with Nick Nurse right now, I, I just look at we're going to add shooters. I yeah. just can't imagine we're not going to add some shooters this offseason. Right. So if it, it's, you know, getting the 12th pick and, and – here's the thing. The, the contract, this lottery contract, is it perfect? Like, would, would if he was a free agent today, would they sign him? He has, what, two more years left at $30 million after the share. Mm-hmm. Would he sign that contract? I mean, J.J. Redick got, for one year, got $20 million. I don't know that people don't sign that contract to Kyle Lowry if they're trying to win. So I don't think his contract lowers his value. I do think that people go, he's, he's older, because I think that there's a bunch of other bad contracts in this league. Again, like if you look at Chandler Parsons or Wesley Matthews around the league, it's not hard to match salaries with a team that also has a bunch of dead weight. If you trade with the Lakers, they have Luel Deng sitting there at $18 million a year. Right. And he's expiring, right? Is, is Deng expiring? I think he is. Right? Deng has got one more year. Yeah. One more year left, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, these are contracts like, you know, I think if, if the uh, Lakers, you know, they'll probably get Paul George. If they're trying to, like, load up and pretend they're a super team, DeMar's a great prize for a team that wanted to be a super team but couldn't put it together. He's like the Car- Carmelo Anthony um, yeah. of he'll, this offseason. You'll sell tickets for that. People will yeah, go watch and, tomorrow. And, yeah, exactly. Especially tomorrow. I mean, the Lakers in particular, if you look at it, if they're mm-hmm. really trying to put something together and they strike out on LeBron, which I think they will because I don't think he'll go to the West. Uh, I, I think, that, I like, think he will. You know, Ooh, you okay. think he'll go? I just think that beating your, your rivalry in the conference finals is like, Fucking your cousin, you know. It's just like it's not. Like, I, I don't know. I think so Le- so I think, much cousin material. <laughs> I think LeBron is just like, oh, you, you guys, you guys want to load up? All right, all right. I'll see what you're saying, and then I'll do the same thing over there and just fuck you. Or I think. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting with LeBron off. because you can't really Houston. talk about you know even the draft without thinking about Isn't, where he'll go. Like I've, I've yeah, I've, isn't that conversations with the Cavs ownership at all? Like they've had like a couple texts, but like nothing. Well, and they, I, they have no idea what he's going to do. I've even heard that uh, a team like Boston 
is yeah. is not really willing to decide what they're going to do until they know where LeBron goes. So he it's it's yeah. that it's that classic <clears throat> thing of you know the the a players league versus a GM and coaches league where LeBron firmly holds that power and I don't think he's going to give it up. Mm. So I think he wants to dictate every conversation and that's his power play and I guess you know and wait till June 29th that's when he can uh he opts in or opts out. Yeah, and I don't think he wants to get boned this year, so I think he's going to, like, it could even be longer than that. You know what I mean? Next he, two weeks in the NBA are going to be crazy. It's going to be bonkers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, just, I just want to float this out there. Sure. Ka- Kawhi for uh, Lowry? No okay, okay, wait. Do, let's mean, just draw. Okay, okay. Yeah, we, got yes, a whole, we got a whole Kawhi segment. Okay, so. all right. Just, we're, just, we're just talking about, like, Lowry, and I was like, wait a minute, he kind of... Yeah, no. There's, Spurs, Kawhi but. is one of the most interesting things to happen in a long time. There's, well, yeah, we'll we'll get there, but um, oh, just 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 moving on to Nurse because he's still relatively new, and 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 Rob brought him up, uh, and I think that's that's kind of huge as far as this offseason, um, who we sign, the draft. Nurse is going to be a big big part of that. So, my biggest, um, I guess, uh, reason to want to get in on the draft is. Um, as much as I love Casey, I'm willing to embrace this new guy. So I think we really do need to embrace him. I don't want his job to be on the line. I want him to have guys that he's responsible, mm-hmm. uh, that he's drafted, that he feels like he owns. You know, Casey had Terrence Ross and and, and, and other guys. And um, and I think I want to give Nurse that guy. Like, yes, I'm sure Masai will give somebody some cash and get a second rounder or something. But it would be really nice even if we got, you know, 14, 15, 16, or yeah, messed around with the Clippers or whatever, which with the Clippers having the 12th and 13th pick, I think there's a lot of action there, to oh, be honest. Yeah. But, um, Tons. but yeah, no, I think that, like that's my biggest reason um, for wanting the Raptors to get in on the draft. But, you know, beyond the excitement of having a new, highly touted player, I think it's important for Nurse to have a guy. Um, and like, like you said before, Alan too, like he, you know, he wants to have shooters. So I think this could be like, Hey, here's a young shooter. Let's bring him into the fold. This guy's going to be part of my team long term. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, nurse also had a big press conference. Uh, a lot was said, you know, there's, there's like reading the tea leaves or reading, reading between the lines and all that jazz. And, you know, him and, uh, him and Masai didn't throw Casey under the bus per se, but they didn't really let him know the bus was coming. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's a terrible analogy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I thought it was cooler. Um, <laughs> the bus is going, man. No, but, uh, I, you know, he t- a nurse talked a lot about Lowry, getting Lowry more touches, which I found to be very interesting. And he didn't say much at all about DeRozan. In fact, he kind of talked about defense and um, making our, like doing more defensive options, which if you look at our roster, that, who, who does that mean? That means Ibaka, um, Jonas, uh, who, you know, has generally been awful in the pick and roll, which is the most important part about yeah. defense. He got a little better. He did. He did. He got better this year. Um, and, and DeRozan has generally been a terrible defender. So I think, you know, if, yeah, if, if you're reading into what Nurse said, he's either going away from DeRozan or he's trying to reshape his game. Um yeah, what's the, I don't know if you saw the press conference, Rob, but what, what's what's your takes on on Nurse's new kind of philosophy and like how it's going to play out for the Raptors? I mean, I I think that Nurse's new philosophy is just the Raptors we saw during the regular season. You know, I mean that was kind of what they were playing up until the playoffs, and then it went right back to ISO ball all of a sudden. And I think like clearing the deck. I mean, I like Casey too. I was definitely a Casey guy, mm-hmm. and I get why. You know, I. 
it, 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 it actually Casey's firing it made me think that maybe we wouldn't trade a player just because it seemed like that was the move they would do to appease the fan base more than anything else. That was but, my thoughts exactly, yeah. to be honest. Um, you know, but uh, you know, but now that you have this guy, you watch shooters. I mean, it makes sense that he'd like Kyle more and he likes Demar because Kyle's gonna is a better shooter, and and that makes sense. I, I think that you know. Uh, I don't know. I have a hard time understanding what I'm going to think about this Nick Nurse thing. It's like, Me I just too. don't love the idea of, if he had some of these assistants that he was saying, you know, like they're talking about the head coach of the Spanish team and things like that, then maybe, but just on his own, I'm like, I don't know. We had this already. I, I just hate it as an asset, but I mean, you know, sure. We'll shoot. I'm just kind of annoyed with this NBA of just all, everyone just shoots constantly now though. I would yeah. love to see it just go the exact opposite way. Let's just get a bunch of centers and just play big ball. <laughs> I, I, miss, I miss that when the power forward just went into the post and just went to work. You know was, what? Masai, you know? Masai called it. It was a joke on, on the low post. But he was like, at some point, someone, maybe me, is going to field the team of all seven foot five players. And, and our thing's going to be about not dribbling. <laughs> and we're just going to like lob it from yeah. one guy to the other until like right to the basket. <laughs> and that's how we're going to win. The Princeton game. basketball. Yeah. Um, Alan, what's your, uh, what's your first impressions on nurse? No, I hate no. him. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, so you, no, coming in hard, coming in hard. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I wasn't just, yeah, same like Rob. I was not excited about that move. To be honest, I understand that that's, it was just a thing to appease the fans mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I, uh, uh, we let loud beat out reason because I feel like we really should have given KC a second training camp. And just to keep going, because like once again, I I think of the optics of everything, mm-hmm. and I think that realistically, we just kind of showed that we like a franchise doesn't know what we're doing, because to fire a coach is going to win coach of the year is going to look bad. That's always going to look bad, and it, right. it's, and I think maybe that's why we didn't have uh, the pull on like a Budenholzer or any of these people because they're just like I don't know what they don't they don't know what they want. You know, my job might be on the hot seat right away. So. Um, but I am happy that Nick Nurse is like, you know, he's had five years with the team, so he already right. knows the players. So it's not that much like a, a learning process. So I feel like we may not lose strides in this transition yeah, process. And, and, and I know Rob was saying like we went to ISO ball in the playoffs, but largely I think our offense was the, the, the fifth best offense in the playoffs. So our offense really wasn't that bad. It's kind of like Calamian in the defense. We, mm. we couldn't stop LeBron or Love. Yeah. You know, and Masai yeah. signed Ibaka to stop Love. And Ibaka mm-hmm. basically was like, not only can I can I not stop Love, I'm so bad you cannot play me. Yeah. So, but who knows? Maybe, maybe Nurse is like, yes, you can play Ibaka. You're just using him wrong, Masai. Or uh, uh, using him wrong, Casey. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that's more of that. Um, yeah. I saw, I saw that press conference. Uh, he looks like a very nice guy. He does, yeah. You know, very, uh, very empty resume. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not too fond of giving people with empty resume a keys to a Ferrari. Like I don't know what you do. Maybe so, you have a, you crash this shit. So out. for you, like his championships, like in the D League, was that? He so he's got two championships. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> After you win the G League championship, you go to a pizza party. That's like they don't actually get a parade. They get a pizza party at like Pizza Pizza. Uh, like I don't know. Like. <laughs> I'm happy for him. I'm happy for that. But like, I wish everyone could have seen Alan's face when he said, "What's that?" <laughs> because I thought I was about to get punched out. <laughs> it's um, just like I don't know. Like it, I'm, I'm like it's the same thing. Like with like uh, was it Blatch? 
Black? What is that guy's name? Guy Blatch. Who, Blatch, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, Blatt. Blatt. Yeah, Blatt. Andre Blatch, yeah. 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 <laughs> Andre Blatch. Yeah. Worst coach ever. Worst coach yeah. ever. Played, went on the court, shot the ball, should have been on the bench. Um, No, like, yeah, Blatt, like, the same thing. Like, yeah, I, I love your resume, but how much does this translate? Like, you coached in, like, what, the 15th best league in the, in the world? That's great. But at the same time, this is a different thing. Because, right. like, you don't, as an NBA coach, you don't necessarily have to be all X's and O's. There's so many different, um, uh, like, a Venn diagram of all mm-hmm. you have to do. You have to manage, manage egos of millionaires. Right. And you have to have their respect. You you can be a really good X's and O's coach, yeah. but if, you, if you're if uh, you coaching Westbrook and he's like, shut the hell up. Yeah. I'm doing what I want. You're like, oh, oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I'll just oh. sit down. Laura Tyler, yeah. like, all right. I'll, yeah. I'm um, in my position. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy, but I'm optimistic. I'll say that. Ian, what's your uh, what's your first impressions on Nurse? Uh, you know, I think professional uh, wise, uh, kind of along the same points as Alan and and Rob. The one thing I think is like, if you look at it pragmatically, what happened to the team? What where did they fail? They during when the Cleveland series, they they all wilted. They didn't dig their heels in. That's kind yeah. of how the season ended on that note. That was our fatal flaw. Um, will he, as a professional coach, be able to? you know, mend that. Does mm-hmm. he have the skill? What does it take to mend our wilting? Is it, is it, it really though? Is it, is it, I, do I don't you, like how using wilt. Why not? Chamberlain as a negative <laughs> verb. I don't like it. Oh, sounds... buddy, wilt, wilt, wilt. The thing about wilt is he doesn't wilt. We obviously know that he's got a rod on him. <laughs> Chamberlain. He's anything. doing, you know, he's, he's, he spent half of his life inserting his, you know, so good for him, but like yeah. it's you know I don't we don't need to get those things confused because wilt is not wilt, but like in terms of like actually how does he do that is he does he focus more on defense is it is it a mental thing what how, what are his traits that can allow him to have that not happen to us because it's a it's a, it happened a few times really they played well but it seems like when it was crunch time when they had to actually dig in their heels and play mm-hmm. like professionals none of them wanted to do it is Nick Nurse going to be able to remedy that situation so are, are you I've, kind I've, of like are you kind of like you know insinuating that like it might not be all tactic based sure it, it might be a bit of both i mean it's tactics obviously there's yeah. there's players that should play and things that should be adjusted to you know i mean how, how the hell do you let kevin love do how does that happen over <laughs> and over and over we missed a lot of shots etc so the missing of the shots things like that that's got to be mental a lot of that there's two right. sides to every coin if you're not playing defense and you're letting a guy run by you and you're missing a bunch of shots a lot of that isn't it's sex is an o's to a certain extent but it's also like i'm not i've given up for whatever reason right so can nick nurse inflate us with the confidence we need to be, to yeah. beat a team that is not better than us can nick yeah. nurse make DeRozan outplay jr smith i don't know i mean <laughs> this, this is supposed to literally those are the things that you have to i'm not worried about his x's and o's i'm not worried about him coaching us to 50 from for between 49 and 57 wins next year, whatever. The Eastern Conference is the Eastern Conference. We'll get that amount of wins. The team is good enough as, as, as its core. I'm worried about when it, when it matters, can we win that fucking game? And I don't know if Nick Nurse is able to do that. His, his resume, at Talon's point, remains unproven to that fact. Yeah, yeah and, I, th- I, the, I think the, the main positive I heard is that he's going to do a lot of experimentation and sacrifice some regular season wins sure. to, to figure out some of our best defensive lineups, which that probably is my biggest criticism of Casey last year. I don't think we needed 59 wins. I think we, sh- you know. Right. Uh, I wanted 60. Sure. Alan but, wanted 60. Yeah, fair I wanted enough. to see yeah, right. six. Fair enough. But, like, <laughs> no, but I do think that hurt us in the playoffs because like it kind of ended up being that our – our five-man 
and bench unit had played a ton of minutes together. Mm-hmm. Our starters had played a ton of minutes together, and the other configurations didn't play that much right. together. So then all of a sudden, when you're scrambling, which is going to happen when you when you don't have a you know like all, all due respect to to Lowry or uh, Lowry and DeRozan. <laughs> Lowry. I, yeah, I, I think they I think they've shown they've had superstar moments, but I do not. Consider Listen, either you of those know, guys. When teams superstar. have the book on you in the playoffs, can you flip to another page? If you can't, yes. then you're kind of fucked. But I yes. think that's I think a coach is one aspect of changing culture as far as just like keeping players from like lo- like you know believing in themselves. But I think the main issue is we don't have a veteran presence on the bench. We don't have a Kendrick Perkins to like angrily look at a Bach in his face and like, yo, why aren't you fucking playing defense? Like I'll talk to you and you like you know, or Draymond Green. I hate that guy, but like we, we he'll had get into Tucker. people's numbers. We had Tucker. Yeah, I know. We had and, Tucker. And we offered and, him and look how good Tucker was for oh, Houston. Oh, amazing. So oh. And, uh. and we offered him thirty two million and he took thirty one for Houston. <laughs> and it hurt uh, too to see him in a red jersey doing all that i'm like you would look so much better in raptors going i know um, so those are yeah yeah that's a problem too well we got some hot 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 nba stuff to talk about so uh matt why don't you give me that old nba sting this is like 2003 hip-hop I love oh it. yeah <laughs> this is old canadian hip-hop 2003 yeah. canadian yeah. <laughs> this is where Crazy this is the type of music when you, you you find when you're scrolling through uh like old websites. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's our jam. Some of my space page. Um, before we get to uh, some big NBA stuff, which, uh, which we got to talk about, um, Matt, why don't you tell me something I don't know yep. about Antonio Davis? <laughs> okay, Antonio. <laughs> this might be hard. I know Antonio. Well, you know Antonio Davis is, uh, would you say he was a pretty clean guy through his career, didn't have too many incidences with people? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't like a run or test type of fella. Yeah, you phrased that like I like, I'm, like he did something sinister, but yeah, I don't think he did. At yes. the end of his career, he, he had an incident uh, with a fan. He came into, mm-hmm. he got kicked out of the that. game. Do you remember this? Oh yeah. No. He, uh, so he essentially his wife. He thought his wife was being attacked by this like drunken fan. Whoa, in the stands? Yeah, and like mm-hmm. not like not like uh, like verbally attacked. And he like this guy was drunk and he was swearing. And, you know, his little kid was there, so he came in to protect him. Okay. And that guy was... Jim um, Balsilli. No. He was Michael Axelrod, <laughs> which was David Axelrod's son, who was the campaign manager for, for Barack Obama. Obama in 2008. Wow. Wait, so this so, is just before the like he did his big campaign So run. what did he... Did he, like, powerbomb or something, or what happened? Um, I think he just, like, ran in to the into the crowd and, like, started to, like... Yeah, like he didn't do any, he no. didn't assault no, no, anybody, no, no, no. but he was like, he got kicked out of the he game. He ran into the crowd during yeah. the game. And wow. then, like, that's How the story. Remember- Axelrod, like, was going to sue him for a million dollars and an apology. And then they they figured it all out. Was but, this, you know, was this, in, was this Toronto? in Toronto? Yeah, was this in Toronto? This was no. a, this Knicks Bulls game. Oh. Knicks? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he MSG didn't do this in a Raptor jersey. No, no, no. Oh, no. well. <laughs> No, it's still, it, that's still man. a cool fact. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Antonio Davis was very protective of his family. Remember, part of one of mm-hmm. the in Toronto was he did. He said he didn't want his school kids to listen to the Canadian national anthem. Yeah, yeah. he didn't like oh, our school. Wow. He didn't like our school system. He yeah, I think oh. they would they would be learning too much about Canada. Yeah, which well, is like I, I mean, <laughs> you're going to move your kids. Uh, See, are they going to learn about the War of 1812 and yeah. about about some guy who rid a log down a river? Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> your kids are already millionaires. They're going to one of the best schools in the world. Who, who like what is wrong with you, man? 
Like, have a glass of wine and fucking chill out, dude. <laughs> yeah. Have well, some, I have a t-shirt. Bro. Have some Wayne. Have a glass of wine. Chill the have fuck some out. Wayne Gretzky chilled wine. Just do chill the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. Chill, Did, didn't Antonio Davis have the record and, for the shooting thing at uh, Dave & Buster's up in uh, Woodbridge? Oh, I bet he did. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sure. There it is. That's all I know about like Woodbridge. the basketball game? Yeah, the, oh, the wow. big free throw one. He had the record for the longest while. <laughs> nice. I don't know if it's still there. Honestly, I haven't gotten close to it. I never thought I like of that he's those spending time by he, an NBA player. He'll spend you know, time at like, the Dave and Buster's. Oh yeah, in they're so high. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to the Dave and Buster's in Woodbridge, but my kid can't learn anything. <laughs> Canada. You know what? I don't know, man. Ian, we've awoken a beast because like Ian's got some <laughs> shit against Antonio Davis. Hey, man, I don't mind it, Mr. Davis. It's just I think that some of his decision making is questionable. Sure, yeah, sure. As I live in Chicago, it is pretty funny for me to think that he preferred the Chicago public school well, that's system. It. <laughs> it is, Chance the Rapper is the only reason it still exists at this point. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God. There's oh like 15 God. schools named Chance the Rapper, uh, Chance the Rapper public schools. Chance, Chance, I, <laughs> as the rap, yeah. collegiate. It's like, instead of PS1, yeah. it's like Chance the Rapper, the, the, the initials of that. I can't do it on the fly like that. CTS. Yeah, Chance yeah. the, no, CTR. There it is. There, there it go. is. Now, I got it. Now say Fred Van Vliet. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to. Um, okay, let's get, let's get going on uh, maybe the biggest story of the NBA right now that isn't draft related Kawhi Leonard after a weird season uh where there was a shit ton of secrets him working out with a uh, um you know different people in New York uh having different doctors you know kind of say different like like uh competing ideas there's uh rumors that he has a degenerative leg disease from a contusion um but the Spurs uh, refute that uh there's a lot of back and forth uh, his own players uh his teammates throwing him under the bus like Parker and Ginobili um uh, uh sorry uh, Popovich saying bad things about him but um yeah he came back for 9 games didn't look good um it it seemed like the Spurs were going to kind of trump all this noise by offering him that supermax but uh before that he's demanded a trade yeah. um on father's day too. on father's day no less <laughs> my goodness um that was great for me actually mm. you know how, like you know you know not focusing on father's day and freaking just like focusing on basketball <laughs> thanks Kawhi. Uh-huh. <laughs> um but uh you know yeah so i so i guess the the early rumors that he wants to play with the lakers but it's always hard to know when it comes to the lakers cuz if there's ever a free agent they're linked to the celtics and the lakers yeah, so it's hard to figure out what's true yeah. um well, yeah part. what's what's your Kawhi take um, it's weird, but I, I, everyone's always like, oh, it's just a weird thing that he's in, but he's always been a weird guy. You know, he didn't want to spend money on, on everything. He drives like a Kia, you know, mm-hmm. he has braid ups in 2018, like a right. very, he's, he's a weird dude. But so. is that a part of Spurs culture where him, you know, kind of playing down the money thing? I, I think, Cause, I think cause it's, I think the, it's the, manif- the shoe deals part of this, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's this, this, this whole thing of just him just, it's manifesting this, the whole idea of just what he is as a person and what he cares about. And I don't think he cares about, you know, it, it, it's when, when, when Popovich is talking, talking about you like that, then you have to kind of check yourself as a human being. Because mm-hmm. I think Popovich is like a very honest and just yeah. an ar- moral arbiter, I would, I would right. like to say. Well, even, Al- even Aldridge, who demanded a trade, you know, they worked it out. Yeah, they talked. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I think teams have to really consider who they're signing. Yeah. Um, obviously, well, you know, it's going to be a trade. Yeah. And he's yeah, got it's one be year a trade, left. And yeah. a lot of teams are like, well, I don't want to trade for this guy. if He's going right. to bounce after a season or if he's going to not play half the season. So, uh, like, isn't his uncle, his agent too, or something like that? Well, yeah. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's pretty complicated. It's, it's, yeah. he's a hard guy to reach, but, um, if I had to put you on the spot, where, where do you think he's going to go? Um, 
Uh, there's a lot of talk about Philadelphia, um, but I would like to see him in a Raptors uniform. I just can't, I just thought about that, and I like it, and I yeah? want to see that happen. Is that at all likely in any Probably way? Probably not. Yeah. I'll do it in 2K later, but like... <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know where he can go. I think it's it's so unpredictable, and anyone to say that they know, I think, you know, we're just... We're having fun, you know? So I, 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 right. I, don't, I don't think there's anywhere you can really tell you can... There's, there's nothing on his past that can say where he's going to his future. So right. it's all speculative at this point. Um, okay. Well, Rob, I'll, I'll, I'll bring this kind of same question to you. But uh, yeah, is there, is there any thoughts on Kawhi or, or where, where you think it's likely he'll go? Well, I mean, I think everybody said he wouldn't. Uh, they're saying he won't be traded to the West, which I understand. Right. Um, when you look at the East, obviously Boston and Philadelphia are the two like, that stick out for the most yeah. part. I think the Raptors are in that conversation. I mean, I think DeMar and, and OG gets that deal done. I don't think DeMar on his own gets it done. But if you add OG, I think I think whatever they're going to do, if Popovich is going to stick around, they're not going to look for a one-for-one one trade. They're going to look for pieces because they need to 100%. rebuild. Yeah. But, like, Popovich is a master. So if you, if you traded him DeMar and OG, there's a chance that OG is two-thirds of Kawhi by next year. You know, and like, so I think like a trade like that makes a lot of sense for them. The Philadelphia, like you get Covington and Sark and stuff. I mean, I'm sure he could make something even more out of them. Yeah. And then like some picks, but I, I think he's going to want a, a bunch of things. I think Philly's the most likely. Me too. Because I still think that Braun is going to go to Boston. And I know people don't agree with me, but that's where I think he'll go. So I, you know, I think, I think Kawhi there makes the most sense. I think that Paul George will go to the Lakers. They don't need to trade anything to get their small forward. Paul George will just show up. So I think that that makes the most sense. Yeah, I, I think Philly makes quite a bit of sense too, just because you know where they're at in their franchise right now. Oh, the yeah. process has clearly been smashed open. Uh, they had Hinky. I, I personally think the process left with Hinky, and I think Colangelo was kind of like NBA's way of like satiating you know agents and being like, okay, okay, we're like this. It's back to being a legit franchise. Um, but the playoffs are hard, and keeping uh, healthy players is hard. But uh, with Ben Simmons and Embiid, they might have a shorter window than people realize. Yeah, uh, in I agree. In terms yeah. of health. Um, but I, that's why I think a Kawhi push makes a lot of sense for Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of parroting this from, uh, from the SI podcast I just listened to with uh, Andrew Sharp and uh, Ben Golver. But Andrew Sharp was depositing that, you know, Philly to Kawhi makes a lot of sense if you're, uh, you know, some behind-the-scenes guy who's trying to make a name for himself. So I don't know if it, I don't, it's hard to figure out who's controlling Philly right now. Is it Brett Brown? Is it some guy we've never heard of or yeah. whatever? So I think if you're a guy that we've never heard of, this is a really good opportunity for you to put your name on the map by, you know, if, if Kawhi alone goes to Philly and it's Embiid, Philly, or it's, sorry, it's Embiid, Kawhi, and Simmons, people are talking championship. Like I, I, I don't think that that's it, necessarily yeah. enough, but it, I mean, that, that's a finals team for me, or it looks like it could be one depending on what happens with Boston. Um, but you know what? I actually want to go to why you, why Rob thinks LeBron is going to go to the Celtics, but I, we should give Ian uh, a take here on Philly and Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in agreement here. Is there, is there something different uh, that you're know. thinking? Is it like, is, think, it, is it the Lakers? Maybe it's just that simple. I don't think any team is uh, off limits. I think San Antonio as a franchise is they're they're looking for the best asset, and I don't if they have to shop him to a team that they play a lot. If it's the best pieces, they'll take it. I don't know, especially after kind of how he treated them. Their relationship per- points to obviously 
parting ways not as friends. So I think they'll just take what they can take. I've heard stuff about them getting into the draft and, you know, some Sacramento stuff I heard, but I don't know. He could go anywhere, man. Philly, sure, but I don't think that they necessarily want to deliver Kawhi into a situation that's that that he can benefit from. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't I, think they give a shit. I that, agree. It's going to be very similar to like Indiana OKC, where Indiana's like, "Where do you want to go, Paul George? Cool, we're sending you to the worst place <laughs> yeah, in the I world." Think, I, I think that they'll just take what they they'll take the best assets they can get, and team be damned, Kawhi be damned. The the San Antonio Spurs are about winning, and they'll yeah. they'll place. They'll place assets and slash winning above anything else, so mm-hmm. they'll take they'll take the best offer no matter what. I think Ka- the Kawhi situation is so interesting because he's obviously not making the decisions for himself. It seems I think that there's some sort of puppet master behind the scenes with him. I think he's being influenced in some way. He's he's again I don't know the guy, but from everything you read about him, <laughs> he seems impressionable. Do you know what I mean? Right. He seems as though there's all these athletes who are impressionable and have and when people are impressionable and money is on the table, people who are prone to taking advantage of people Mm -hmm. arrive at the door. So I think that somebody is in charge of his life in a certain way. Ian, have you kidnapped Kawhi Leonard? Listen, (laughs) I wish. Was that that basketball? I wish I could take 10% of this deal. You know what I mean? Celtic pride. Celtic yes. pride. You pull in a Celtic pride out here. Listen, man. At the end of the day, why? <laughs> he, he, you know, movie. you're playing. You're playing on a great franchise. They're offering you a supermax. You can win a championship with that team. You you should, in theory, love that coach. And for some reason, you leave them high and dry. You don't like the coach. You don't like the players. How did it go from good to bad like that? Unless they has they slighted him specifically with verbally or whatever, I don't see how he would wake up one day and go, fuck the Spurs. I think it's an injury doctor issue thing. It's, it's happened before in the NBA where someone's personal doctors are like, no, this is what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And the franchise is like, no, we think it's this and we also think you should play. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think like that can really like metastasize and grow and become this ugly thing that mm-hmm. you just is it ends up being irreparable. Yeah. Like the the one thing that I, I'm Philly, you know, I think the Lakers also do make sense. Obviously, How about but, Cavs. No one. Um, I'm surprised no one said Cavs. I'm kind of so, yeah. That I guess gets back into like until people know what's going on with LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because like Cavs are trying to get like Kemba Walker. And move like George Hill and thing, and then right. try to bring in also and get rid of Love and try to. Yeah, I mean, Love and the eighth pick, maybe I don't know, but um, I I think if I'm a team like the Bucks, I'm going for Kawhi with everything I got that isn't Giannis, because yeah. I'm like, if we can just pair up Giannis and Kawhi, then we got something very serious. We <laughs> um, could literally play Red Rover across the entire court with our arms. Yeah. Right, exactly. That's hilarious image. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> 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 that they don't even need Thon Maker. You could probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my yeah. god! Imagine Tell- trying to pass into like the post with all those arms and hands everywhere. Like I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shoot this. But that's the thing. I think that's why it's hard to call because he's such a unique player and his his abilities are not many people have those defensive yeah. abilities. Mm-hmm. People are looking for perimeter defense. Every team wants elite perimeter defense. Right. Um, he go anywhere. If he, goes anywhere. To, if he goes to Golden State, I'm watching like curling or cricket. Yeah, I'm yeah, done. I'm I'll done. be done. I'm like, oh, I think it was a good run. I, I think, won't go there. I think Golden State has basically gotten a memo from the NBA, being like. Go fuck yourself. It will. Silver's like, you think I'm not ready to veto? I'm ready to veto. <laughs> I don't so think. Just that, let me know what what happens. I don't think that they want to break up that team. They're they're confident right well, now. Well, there's rumblings that Kevin Durant's unhappy. He doesn't like 
uh, what's his name? Draymond Green. I mean, nobody does. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I hate. Wait. Oh, wait. I, I, I want to go back to the, uh, the the LeBron to Celtics thing with Rob. Rob, yeah. I'm just going to hit you with why I don't think that's going to happen. But you okay. know what? I'm such a Celtics hater. I got to hear an opposite opinion. It's, a, it's like for my health. So yeah. here's like the cold notes. So I think, um, like, my thesis is that I think it's too complicated. Obviously, uh, GMs can make things happen if there's a will, there's a way, etc. But I think that uh, the Celtics are the one, maybe Golden State as well, they're the one team that when it comes to LeBron, I don't think the Celtics scramble to get LeBron. I think the Celtics have so much pride and have so much talent and and just such good, good contracts on their books right now that they're not clamoring for LeBron. I think they look at... Um, so let's say LeBron, you know, does the thing where he's like, I want to go to the Celtics. If you want anything, trade me there. Mm-hmm. So even then, there's still the Kyrie scenario. There's still uh, Brad Stevens, which I do not think is a plus for LeBron. I think LeBron likes to control what's happening on the court and off the court. And I think if you go to a team like the Celtics, that's not happening. I mean, he's done it before with the Heat. You know, he, he was allowed himself to be coached with Spolstra. And, you know, mm-hmm. he, he made a bunch of moves, uh, you know, kind of like worked with Pat Riley. So there is some precedent there. But, yeah, based on what the Celtics have, I just don't see them clamoring for LeBron. And I think LeBron, you need to clamor for LeBron to get him. Hmm. Anyways, that's um, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, so I I I just looked at the you know what are the other the other things I, I don't again like I said earlier I eliminate the West just because I think LeBron his mentality is not I want to beat the rivals in the Western Conference Finals. I think it's he wants to not, win a ring. Period for me. I I, I think there's something I, I don't know. I think there's just something about it beating in the finals. I think it has to be Golden State. Like, because he's got rings. I mean, you know, what is, is this all about a ring for him, or is this about defeating the evil enemy that, like, that he created in his own way by creating these super teams? He created Golden right. State. No. I mean, he is ground Kevin Durant's zero for all of it. Bitch minded ass yeah, created Golden State. Kevin, Kevin Durant's yeah, a LeBron bitch. LeBron started this shit, though. Let's, LeBron started all no. of this shit. Let's, let's, drop, let's, decision, let's drop some context just, on this. I think the whole climate of the NBA. The players' agreement, everything's led up to this. Once, Durant's once, got a part to play. LeBron's got a part to play. Danny Ainge has got a part to play. We by we bring, do yeah, by bringing in Garnett mm-hmm. and uh, we do Ray as Allen fans. Once we started saying that, when, first up, once I realized the shift was when we started calling NBA championships rings. And that was like, and anytime someone says rings to me, I'm like, oh, fuck you. I hate that shit. I hate that word. I hate that word, rings. It's, you hate I championship hate, or bust? I, 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 no, I call it a chip. When, I'm just like, how many rings he's got? How many rings? Because whenever I hear rings, I'm just like, oh, you don't, you know, whatever. Like, it's, it's once that conversation started on Twitter about rings, and then Kevin Garnett's like, oh, he solidified his legacy. Then LeBron's like, oh, I need my legacy to be solidified. All right, I'm going to go to Miami. I'm going to better my situation, you know? And like, and he's, and he's right too, because he got drafted by one of the worst franchises to be drafted by. Like, Michael Jordan was lucky to be in a large market team, especially in the 90s and then they brought different players in to, uh, to help him they brought in Scottie Pippen they brought in coaches they brought in staff that can help and go around him who did Cleveland bring around him they brought nobody they brought Michael was it Michael I keep forgetting that guy's name Brown. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Yeah. I was gonna call. Yeah. Michael Can't forget Mike Brown. and Antoine Jameson and Larry Hughes and Mo Williams. Like these are the best players they brought around him. And like, of course he's gonna leave because that's a it's a terrible market. And for him to come back, that was charity. That was fucking charity. And I think that like what he did as far as like creating super teams, I don't think he did. I think Kevin Durant's idea of just like consolidating power to beat LeBron when I don't think LeBron was his problem. I think that his problem 
should have been Golden State. And I think that's the weakest move that you could possibly do to be like, not the guy who, the guy who beat me five years ago. The people who beat you now are the, the people that are the problem. You know? and I, I, I don't like what Durant did either. I think I look at it kind of worse than what LeBron did, but I still don't think you can't. I mean, I agree Danny Ainge, yes, but that, Danny Ainge obviously trades. You know what I mean? He collected yeah. a bunch of assets. Danny Ainge is just the best GM ever. He's ridiculous. Um, but, <laughs> him and, him think, Maury and Bob Myers are like mm-hmm. – on such another level, it's frustrating. It, it, it's funny the best GMs are the ones that are like, man, you you swindled some people. Oh, you man. swindled some motherfucking people. Okay, that, sorry, I I know we're topping all over the place, but that's part of a reason we're talking about Kawhi and you know Popovich. You know, he's not going to like be very friendly if he has to trade with the Lakers. And I think no. similar with Gilbert and Ainge. Gilbert's mm. going to look at Ainge being like, "You destroyed me in the Kyrie trade. I hate you." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't think that's going to be a very friendly yeah, but trade here's process. The, here's the gift back. And you said it's the contracts don't match up. I don't think the Celtics trade Jalen Brown or somebody like that for it. Yeah, you, LeBron's going to want to sign and trade because he's going to yeah. want that money. He's Kyrie? probably not just going to walk on to something. He's going to want to sign and trade money. I think he just trade Kyrie Irving right back. That would it be erases the, the entire thing. problem for everybody. <laughs> that would be. That would be so funny. I don't know. I don't know what to do because I, I actually love LeBron and I hate the Celtics. That would be. That would be, remind me of when I love Garnett and then he came to the Celtics and I'm like, oh, oh now I hate you, Garnett. Hmm. Shit. I think that he just. Lo- I think LeBron just likes hearing Boston fans jeer him that he wouldn't enjoy them cheering him. Yeah. I just think he loves shitting on those fans. And I don't think that he wants to, uh, I don't know, maybe it's weird. I don't know, you know, but my, my thought is that he just has too much fun uh, disappointing Boston <laughs> as opposed to helping game, them. Game six, I, I just man, don't look right. at any other options for him as a super team. I just don't see where else he goes. Yeah, I mean, it, the numbers for Houston don't work. If they did, he would go there, I think. I don't know. I think he would like to get a championship for Chris Paul almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, hey, Chris, you know, your journey's been a long one, but. I'm here now. Yeah, one of those banana one boat of those, buddies uh, for life. One of those narratives, but uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be crazy. He's def- him staying in Cleveland would be the biggest shock of all, I think, because <laughs> how that how yeah. they disrespected him. God damn it! What a uh, what a season! What a performance that season was. Go down in one of the most impressive seasons in NBA history, and he had the fucking shittiest team. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, good that was a despicable team. Okay, it's guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna test your knowledge a little bit with a, with a game. Um, Matt, can you give me a sting of some sort? Sweet. This is like us in a sewer talking about basketball, but like the guy from Prodigy's there. (laughs) (laughs) Psychosomatic. (laughs) He's like, like, was it? Did he have a mohawk or was he? He definitely had a mohawk. He had the flame. I think it was like a flame colored. It was quite the mohawk. Like was a badass. (laughs) Oh, definitely. He's for sure like like. Really happy, and he's like running like a puppet collective now. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Sorry, he, he's doing, snorted. He's doing something like really tame, but like wholesome. He's um, probably listening to Charlie Hayden right now. So uh, I'm gonna kind of pull up some stats here, but before I do that, mm-hmm. um, Matt, why don't you tell me something uh, I don't know about Malachi Richardson? <laughs> okay, just to remind everyone, he was traded for Bruno. Swap of two struggling. <laughs> swap of two struggling players uh, in their early twenties. Um, he was brought on the team not to really compete on the court, but uh, compete off the court with some of our players, uh, especially JV's religious tattoo game. Um, not only does he have his name tattooed on his body, he also has wow. 
Philippians 4 th- 4.13 tattooed on his arm, which is what, Freddie? Um, I can do... Anything oh. I try. <laughs> Pretty close. All things through Christ <laughs> who strengthens me. Oh. Whoa! That's, uh, that's the Christian uh, upbringing yeah. right there. Oh, 14, right. 14 years of Christian private school. Nice. So what is written below uh, JV's rosary tattoo? I'm going to say... Cabbage? What, what's the... What's the <laughs> I was going to say Wasega or die or something like <laughs> Yeah, that too. Um, it, it just says, I'm, I've am i definitely crossed the line with this one. Is that a, a wow. pun? Wow. That's what it says under his rosary. What does that mean? Yikes. Like rosary cross. Rosary's a cross. Oh, he's got a pun in there. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> it's funny that he's got a religious tattoo and he's... Uh... He regretted it immediately. Oh, boy. Yeah. I know, <laughs> okay. some, I know some sex stories about that guy. Oh. Wait, about who? About that guy, JV. JV? JV? Yeah. There's so many Okay, JV well, you know stories. what? We, we got to buy a little bit of time here. My phone sucks. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Matt, why don't you pull up the... Uh, and Rob, no cheating, because this is a fun game. Um, cool. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I assumed Rob <laughs> would cheat. I was like, fuck you, man. Um, pull up the uh, per-game three-point shooters from 2018... Uh, it should be able to find it in the NBA stats column. I was looking for it on my phone, but it keeps giving me like stupid like, do you want to change the glossary? And I'm like, no, I don't want to change the glossary. <laughs> um, but uh, Damn, Sam, let's Sam. let's sit down and uh, relax and we'll hear a nice uh, sex <laughs> Oh, it's just uh, EG down his wife with like a 17-year-old girl. Oh my god! Oh shit! Oh, so it's oh. a very it's a very short problematic. Yeah, story. it's just straight up. He smashed this oh, man. girl <laughs> while he was. I think he was engaged to his his now wife. And yeah, shit, JV. I thought this was gonna be a funny story. Oh, it's man. not fun. It's like a hundred percent. To be fair, in Lithuania, that's like a tradition. That's what I was that's saying. That's like mm. she's like you know, Pastor Prime at that age in Lithuania. Is that how it works? I don't know. I don't know much about Eastern Europe. Is that Eastern Europe? It's somewhere Bal- Bal- Balkans. Bal- Bal- it's for, it's, it's for, north. I think it's former Yugoslavia. More north. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the northern part. Maybe I don't know. I just trash an entire country on this hey, podcast. Man, that's that's right. what I'm about. Yeah, like, I go this on is, every they're, podcast. They're small this may be our first ever hate mail podcast. <laughs> so Linus Clays is going to email in. Um, okay, I actually did manage to pull this baby up. Three point percentage? No, no. I'm looking for three pointers made. Okay, yeah, I got that too. You got it. Okay. Yep. So yeah. So what what I want uh, from you from you three fellas is uh, we're gonna we're gonna play a little trivia game where all you got to do is name one of the twenty players mm-hmm. uh, who average the most three point shots or three point makes per game. I'm just gonna say this right oh, here. It's average, average, average. Yeah. Okay. So so we're looking like average three points a game or uh, three three pointers a game type sure, thing. Sure, sure. Attempts yeah. or makes. 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 Fair so enough. So we're looking for the best three point makers because I think. Some important in today's NBA game is to know the spacers. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. adding space to the court? Who's taking okay. it away? You know what I mean? Because if you got a good three-point percentage, but you're hitting one a game, nobody respects you. Right. Sorry. Right. That's yeah. how it works. you got to make them. Um, and let me just say, Marshawn Brooks only uh, made seven threes. So he shot like 60%. So so he, he doesn't count. Is he in the um, NBA still? Marshawn Brooks, yeah. He plays for um, uh, Brooklyn. Mm. And uh, oh, I think he was like in the... Oh. 
I think oh. it was in China. Also, what's that guy? Um, well, he might have been in China for part of the season. That's the, mm. That would make sense, actually. Uh, the other guy is um, Joe Ingles. Didn't hit enough threes. Mm. So so he's on the top 20 list, but he doesn't truly belong there. Joe Ingles. I is think it, he's, he's, wor- he's working at Boston Pizza right now, I think. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. looks like a guy who work, comes <laughs> out with your pizza, like, hi, thank here's a, did like, you order the yeah, four like, cheese bonanza? Yeah, like, I didn't give you my order, and you're touching my food. I don't you look like. at him, you're like, you're tall. <laughs> Do you play in the NBA? He's like, no, I, I work at Boston Pizza. Before, I used to work at Bell Canada. <laughs> Like, do you ever see those sad, tall guys where you're like, you're just a tall, lanky ostrich yeah. that hates his life and has a short, I, shitty bed? It's like, I'm pretty sure. A short, <laughs> shitty bed. Yeah. Wow. You got this guy's whole life figured out? And, yeah. <sighs> and the shower just like right, hits him right in yeah, the chest. Just like you too can't tall. get into his yeah. head. You can't get no. any of the conditioner out. No. All right, let's, uh, Matt, are you, are, you, are you ready to get the go? Yeah, I have everything. You have the uh, three, three pointers made, button clicked. Yes. Okay, here we go. I'll start with you, uh, Rob, since you're uh, on, on the phone. So all you got to do is name one guy. Well, there's some easy That's, ones. There's some easy ones. There's some gimmies. Uh, it'll get, yeah, uh, I mean, we'll, just, we'll take James Harden off the board. Okay, mm-hmm. James Harden's off the board. That's a ding for Matt. Uh, you're up, Ian. I mean, I'll just put Steph Curry off the board, too. Okay, ding. Alan? Kyle Lowry. Okay. Uh, we'll go back to you, Rob. Uh, Kyle Korver. It's Kyle Korver, one of the top three-point shooters, Matt. Ooh, it's a buzzer for uh, for Rob. Ian, right. Ian, you're uh, up. JJ Redick. Redick? Um, I think that is a yes. It's a big old I yes. So. Oh. Alan? Fred Van Fleet. <laughs> oh, I, I thought so. I was going to pull it out. Okay, Rob? Um, do I, oh, I still have to... Uh, shit. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. That's a. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Clay's not gonna like that. Clay's not gonna like that. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Ian. Ian, it's starting to get did tough. Did somebody say Lowry yet? Yeah, someone did. Okay, let me go with a, an outside one that maybe might be uh, Miritich. No. Damn it. Close though. Twenty-two. Ooh. Fuck. Um. Kevin Durant. I think that's got to be on there. Yeah. yeah. Nice one. Um. Rob. Uh, okay, I'm gonna try for a weird one. Yeah, it's starting to get it's starting to get tricky now. I think oh, I is it. is Joel Embiid? Mm. Ah, I'd like okay. to say um, apologies to a really good player who always goes under the radar, Damian Lillard. Yes, Dame Dalla. He can uh, fucking shoot the ball, and we oh, always yeah, forget baby. about his ass. You better believe it. <laughs> He's got to get out of Portland, man. Yeah. Or they got to get better. Yeah. Stop talking about him because we need to forget about him. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Good point. <laughs> Just um. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Nice Christopher is on, Paul. Is he on the list? Ooh. 20, wow. 21. Ooh. Oh, damn. We're getting dicey here, Rob. Um, man, who is left that makes any sense at all? Um, and, and you know what? We'll make this the last round. I think, yeah. oh. let's say Alan's in the lead. I think, it, I think. The number three yeah, guy I'm, hasn't been picked yet. The number three guy. Woo. Three. Number three. Guy hasn't even picked yet. See, I looked I at the list. I want to say it's play. something like the Jazz or something goofy, you know? Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Fuck it. Donovan Mitchell is he on there? Uh, I don't think so. Could I say Chris Stapps? Chris Stapps. He played half the season. Yeah, I don't think he. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, he didn't play. He got hurt. That's, he would have been up there. I got to think of some teams. Think of some from the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody on Boston for sure. Let's do. Classic, classic Boston one. Kyrie. Irving. Yeah. Kyrie Irving. 
Okay. I think Alan's the winner of the game. Can, can I just go this for it? Lori Market. Yeah. And I'm going to name who I think we missed. Eric okay. Gordon? Yes. Eric Gordon's got to be on there. I yep. thought Paul was Eric Gordon was number three. Oh, oh Eric Gordon was number three. Um, wow. That's kind of the last guy I thought I thought about as a for sure lock. Like he's drilling threes. On Is that marketing races. guy on there? I love marketing. Uh, for Chicago? In the top 20? No. Uh, he, can, he can shoot, man. Right, he'll, yeah. be, he'll be in the top 20 he'll soon. He'll be good. He can he'll fucking shoot. Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington. Ooh, see, that's <laughs> a top Devin one. Booker. Devin Booker. Oh. Yeah, Devin Booker. Who's watching his son's Gerald work? Green. Actually, I games. Gerald Green. Yeah. A lot of guys on Houston. Alan Crabb. <laughs> Alan Crabb. Wow. He's an amazing Crab. shooter. Ugly as fuck, but mm. amazing shooter. Kemba Walker? Kemba yep. Walker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, any big men? Any other big men? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's... Yeah, like... If Chris Stapps was played the whole year... Is Covington a big man? No. no. I no, think if Porzingis played the whole year, he'd be there. Are we, Trevor Ariza? But he's, he might be fucked forever. If it's a big man, any time a big guy gets hurt and it's a foot, always bad. Yeah. Bad news. Okay, so the, we've made it to the final, final segment of uh of the pod guys it's rapid fire question time cool. uh what that means is you gotta answer as quick as you can uh you can't overthink it that's the only rule well that'll be easy uh the questions are gonna be dumb and uh yeah um matt if you want to hit us with uh, some who wants to be a millionaire music sweet <laughs> okay oh, rob this is good <laughs> yeah you gotta answer this as quick as you can okay <laughs> yao asks Who's the steal of the draft? Uh, song kick? I don't know. I don't know what the answer okay. to that is. Fair enough. Um, Ian, mm. should the Raptors trade in? Yes, and I think DiVincenzo is a steal. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, double answer. Nice one. Um, Alan, mm-hmm. uh, is the Aiton Doncic or Doncic scenario similar to the Bowie Jordan scenario? This question's from Yao as well. No. 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 Okay. Matt, coming at you for this one, baby. Okay. Also from Yao, what does Cleveland do with the number eight pick? I'm going to say trade it. Okay. Yeah. Rob, we're coming back at you. What do the Clippers do with their two picks? Hmm. Move up. That's a great answer. Um, Ian. Yeah. Is Sacramento the worst? (laughs) Oh yeah, they're the worst franchise. They don't know what they're doing, but they I I predict they're going to they're going to fuck up again. They're going to get rid of whatever they do this draft will be a bad move. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Alan. <laughs> this one's coming from Frank. Um, what's the most likely big draft night trade that will take place this year? Big draft night trade. I'm saying Tobias Harris is gone. Ooh, that'd be big. This this uh, Frank was suggesting it's going to involve Kawhi. But uh, I, I, I like it. your Tobias Harris pick. Clippers seem pretty active, and I'm not exactly sure what's Sun's, going on with Bomber there. Yeah. So. Sun said they didn't even want Kawhi. Um, Matt, you've listened to us talk about Kawhi a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the uh, what's the, who can offer the best trade package to Kawhi or for Kawhi? Best trade package? I uh, I think Philly. Okay. I think they could they can afford it to uh, send someone real good. To the Fair sports. enough. Um, coming back to you, Rob. Which player on the Raptors should we sacrifice uh, to career ruin for the GoDaddy sponsorship? <laughs> uh, Norman Powell. We, or no, I, hold on. Do we have one more year of Bebe? Bebe would be perfect, actually. 
I, he's I think, a real like playboy. He's perfect. Let's do Bebe. Bebe would be perfect. And you know, <laughs> yeah. I think he's a restricted, but hey, if we retain him, ship him over to uh, GoDaddy. He'll have some dumb like products and uh, yeah. he'll suck. Uh, you know, he's never been that great. Let me, let, let me tell you, my, my ex worked at the ballroom and uh, she had some stories of uh, Bebe got it in with the ladies pretty heavy. Too, oh, I'm so. sure. Oh, and he, and he does a lot of live music. Yeah. Bebe's active. Yeah. He got yeah. a oh, face that's tattoo. Bebe. That's Bebe. Yeah. He's yeah. Bebe's yeah. kids. If, if you're three years into your career, and you show up with a new face tat? I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Okay. I think we got um, I think we got one, one more question here. It's, you oh. know what? I'll pose this to everyone because it's kind of a big one. Um, Nick Nurse mentioned in the press conference that he's targeting guys with prior head coaching experience to round out the first row assistants. Who's available? Uh, and who's a suitable candidate? I'll, I'll start with you, Ian, and but we all get to answer this question. Previous head coaching experience. That's right. Who is available? Oh, well, there's, well, the Van Gundys are available, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> Imagine so both of them come. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's, right that's my answer. That's my answer. Both yeah. Van Gundys are assistant coaches for the Raptors. I love both. That. Alan, I'd be way into that. That'd uh, be great. I don't know who's. Yeah, who is available? Who got fired? Uh, Hornacek is he around? Uh, yeah, he's yeah. a good coach. Man. Hornacek, yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, Matt, I like him. Yeah. Who's your Who's your former head coach, who's primed to be on the uh, Raptors bench? Kevin O'Neill. Kevin coming o back. <laughs> yeah, oh I think it's a really good ch chance that Kevin O'Neill comes back. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Rob, who's your uh, Who's your head coach? I think that you're all falling for the language. Uh, they didn't say former NBA head coach. He just said former head coach. Ooh. So I think that some of these European league guys mm. that they've been linked to, I think they can easily pawn off and just go, well, that's a head coach, right? Yeah. I mean, he oh. head coached at, in wherever. I want that fucking super angry guy from Europe, whatever that they were looking at, the dude who yells a bunch. Or oh, are you, are you talking about we the need a yeller. Are you talking about the Lithuanian guy? I want Tibetan. Lithuania, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, I also yeah. would like him too. And uh, I listened to a, uh, it was a uh, Raptors um, HQ podcast with Sean Woodley on the Locked On uh, Raptors Network or the, the Locked On uh, Basketball Network. And he was saying he actually interviewed the guy, and, uh, and that guy was saying that um, that this guy's so new that people thought you know he'd probably be an assistant before being a head coach. So if they, maybe they interviewed him for a head coach, but they're like, hey, do you want an assistant? Do you want to be in our pipeline? Mm -hmm. So that that makes some sense to me. Uh, yeah. That's it for the pod, guys. Ooh, um, cool. Thank you. We didn't. Uh, I feel like we didn't touch on the draft uh, enough, but you know what? I don't know that much about. The you know draft, what? I mean, I, the draft is going to be fantastic. I think that there the top. There's ten players that could be good in this draft. Even a guy like Colin Sexton. He mm. was a gamer on on Bama when he played for the man. He made some some any guy. If you're in college and you are faster and more lively than people. And you dig in on defense and you hit game winning shots, that translates to the NBA. Kemba. Yeah, man. Exactly the yeah. same kind of thing. I think guys like Colin Sexton, he'll be good. And he's like, he he would be one of the better point guards in other drafts, I think. But he's like, he could go 12, 13, 14 potentially. Yeah. And there's the Bridge Brothers. Those guys are champions. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a, it's, a, bigs, it's, a, it's a lot of bigs. There's a lot of bigs. And then it's I think like draft, the NBA man. is moving away from that. Like, we That's need more exactly threes. where I am. You know, we, we've been saying we go into this like small, switchy, switchy, 
you know, style of a league for, for a really long time. <laughs> and it's like we keep drafting – people keep drafting bigs. I'm wondering when that trend's finally going to end. It won't end. It I think there's end. always going to be – body can't types, tight. Can't body tight. types will change Fair. too, man. Body types are going to get uh, taller and lengthier. And guys, you, got, you guys, you need people to rebound. And you need right. strong, big, strong yeah. bodies. And, you know – Like Aton is the first overall pick because he's he's built like – a tank. He's yeah. he's 19 years old. He's seven one two sixty five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and stupidly because he went to college in Arizona, which is a terrible reason to pick him. Yeah. No, that but. is true. But he he's a, he's guys like him. There's a place for these guys in the NBA still. They're just you're too big. If you're big and athletic, you can play. Fair enough. Rob, do you do you have any like general dra- draft thoughts before we uh, take off here? I'm um, I'm curious to know who you guys think will be the biggest. Who's going to drop the furthest? Because as the as the weeks have shaken out, Donkick. Uh, by the uh, way, yeah. when you said Yao asks who uh, is the steal of the draft, I thought you meant like Yao Ming and I had to figure out some sort of riddle. I didn't know how that worked. So, yeah, no, no, uh, Yao actually chimes in and he asks a bunch of questions. Yeah, I was like, why? Is, I thought it was like Confucius or something. But <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I, I, it looks like Donkic. Uh, so my answer actually kind of doesn't change, but my, it looks like Donkic is slipping now all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand why. Like, I think you like, guys read something of why he's going down the board. Yeah, people are starting to throw at the yeah, like yeah. the Hito Turkoglu thing, where it's like it's sweet if you have a big guy that can play make, but if he's Hito Turkoglu, you don't want to draft that guy. Like, if he's going to be a point guard, pick. if he's going to be a point guard on a team, he's going to have to guard Steph Curry, Chris Paul, etc. Et at times, can he do that? I think that's the biggest knock. But yeah, I you, think he'll be good, man. He'll be, be good. good. He looks MVP. Good. MVP like, of the Euro he's League. Very at young, 18. and he's, yeah. and he's like, playing with men already. Like he's going to be going to be a guy. If you don't take him, you'll regret it. Oh, I think so. I, I, agree. I totally agree. I, I'm also kind of keeping my eye on uh, Michael Porter Jr. Just because yes. mm-hmm. he's got a little of that OG going on where everyone, where the top teams, they want to make an impact right away. So they're looking at this guy and his injury. If he didn't get like, hurt, yeah, he might have been first overall. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think teams like, let's say the Raptors or, or if this guy slips to like 15 or 16, there, there will be some team that's already good. And they're like, whatever, we'll redshirt this guy. Yeah, I don't think he'll slip we'll that far either. But yeah, you know, like like put put it this way: if he makes it to Philly at ten, they'd oh be insane oh, yeah. to not take He'll, him. The, I would think the Cavs would take him at eight. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say he doesn't make it past eight. I was no. gonna say the same thing. And I think the sexy names, I think, because uh, everyone's just talking about the, like Mo Bamba or like a Trey Young. I, I, yeah. People have fallen off on Trey Young. He I still think too, he's got yeah. he got it's, limitless range. And see, this is the thing: this draft is crazy, man. Yeah, There's but he's got the height. He's got no height. Sorry, uh, yeah, I I looked at Atlanta. Uh, apparently, is looking at him at three. Yeah, three. Now. So yeah, he's yeah. actually because Schroeder's gone a little bit in the last little bit. So. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Uh, if, he, if he goes draft. to Atlanta, he's gonna be trash. That's just how that works. They're yeah, just gonna, they they draft trash. That's he might just, be so. a bit too small still. I yeah, think six he'll, two. He'll, he'll struggle in he if he gets good he'll get good year three year four yeah, he's gonna be like uh, Austin Rivers Diminutive. between St- Austin Rivers and Steph Curry and I'm not just saying because they're all ice cream but. <laughs> Yes, that's what I'm saying. Alan Chain's coming in with some harsh light skin opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for the pod. Awesome. Thanks you guys. Uh, yeah. Thanks you guys for uh, for for doing it. Uh, Rob, thanks for doing it the first time. We'd love to have you back anytime. Absolutely. Um, Rob, what do you got going on uh, for anyone who's maybe listening in Chicago, or you know, if you're podcasting, well, well, where should people check you out? Um, in Chicago, I, uh, I'm now the, the uh, every week host of the Nasty Show at the Laugh Factory, which is 11:30 every Saturday. Um, so if you're in the Chicago area, I mean, everyone knows that the Laugh Factory is here for the most part. So it's uh, it's cool. I'm just starting it now, so they, it's good branding for me. It's nice. It's uh, you know, locked me in here for a little while, so it'll be fun. Cool. Sounds good. Um, Alan, what, what what do you got coming up? 
um, I host two monthlies, a Quiplash Comedy Game Show, which is like a, a, a live stream event. It's going to be played Quiplash on stage. That's this is be, a great show, everybody. I, I've done this, and it's That hilarious. sounds like fun. Yeah. It's very fun. It's so much I'd fun. I'd love to do Yo, that. come do it. Yeah. All right. Um, June talk. 30th. June 30th. And then I got uh, Chronic Comedy at Underground Comedy Club. That's a, uh, a black showcase, a weed-friendly black showcase show at uh, Underground. That's on July 14th. Cool. Um, yes. What do you got going on, Ian? Uh, same sort of thing. Uh, local shows. I don't run any right now, but I'm. If if anybody's doing anything on Wednesday the twenty seventh, Chris Locke, who's a great comic, has a monthly show that he does at Comedy Bar, and I'm, I'm on, on that. that show. Cool. Is I'm that, on that too? Are you? Is yeah. that, I'll see is you that there. hell? I'll see you in hell. It's love. It's love. Oh, now. he's changed it to love. Oh. Change it to love. But that's po- beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's like, um, it's like but, Meta World Peace, the yeah. pandas friend now or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta change your image so every once in a while. Every you know? every five minutes. Um. Sweet. Well, thanks so much, guys. That's been the podcast. Uh, I'll let Matt take it away. Hello. Hello. Is anyone around back? There it is. Thanks for listening to Confederacy of Dunks. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and Twitter. If you could give us a rating, that would be great. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.